those type of things just really helped me lock in more than ever. It really doesn't matter, but uh, I've been as locked in as I've ever been in my career. Good morning, you beautiful people, cats, dogs, Cowboys fans, Eagles fans, wherever you're at, whoever you are, we are so happy to have you along. Once again, it has been way too long. It has just been, I believe it's been almost three months now, but I'm here, I'm sitting with Spaz, and we are ready to talk football. Yeah, that's right. It is football season, and we're back. I mean, what's better to say than, than the Bad Beats podcast boys are back, and it's football season, so... Um, we missed you guys. Um, you know, we didn't miss you too much. We know that you guys missed us, as always. But, um, you know, we just want to jump right into it. we got a lot to talk about. This is going to be the college football-specific episode, so we're going to break down things all college football. And, yeah, we're already kind of into the action here. We had week zero go off. A few games went. Nothing too crazy. Um, you know, Spaz, what did you see there in the week zero debut of college football? What I saw was a real American sport was back. We don't have any bullshit like baseball or nothing on. So that is why we're back. But I did see, you know, the Nebraska-Illinois game, I think, was the highlight of the college football weekend. What did you think about that game? Yeah, I mean, this one was realistically, again, I sat down, I watched every second of this game. This realistically should have been 47-16. to Illinois should have won this thing. But their starting quarterback got injured. Adrian Martinez for the, for the Cornhuskers just looked horrible. I mean, just absolutely terrible. And luckily for the VIP, our VIP clients, our premium clients, you know, we hammered Illinois plus seven. And that was really lock of the decade. We weren't worried about it. We were thinking about going money line. But obviously, you know, with, with it being the first game of the year, we, you know, we just wanted to, we wanted to take the points. And obviously we hit on that in a big way. And, yeah, I mean, Scott Frost, this guy for, ne- for Nebraska, head coach, there's a good chance this is the last time you'll ever hear his name because I don't think this guy's going to be sticking around for the whole season. What do you think? Man, he was a legend at UCF, but it just shows it's a small conference. It was a school where he, you know, could run that program. But once he ran with the big dogs in the Power Five, he can't hold up his end of the bargain. Seems like he can't recruit. He can't coach. I don't know what this guy can do. But I don't see him being in college football that much longer. I think he's an overrated name. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to agree with you. I think his record is, and I could be botching this, but I want to say his record's like 12 and 21 or something like that after I had taken over at Nebraska. So kind of goes to show it ain't all that, uh, Big Ten ain't all that easy. Um, in other news with week zero, really not a surprise here, but UConn men's football, it, I mean, they're, they're not, they're definitely not women's basketball. They are still terrible. And you, you used to be big on UConn. Kind of talk to me what's going on with this team. I mean, they've been bad for a long time now. Do you even know what's going on with that program? Yeah, I do because they did, as a school program, leave the AAC for the Big East. But obviously, Big East has no football, so they're still in it. But then the AAC said, no, you guys got to be independent. You can't have it one way with one sport and then have it the other. So now – this is their first year. They're officially independent. It's a dog shit team like always. They can't recruit, but they have to play football. All I know is they're over under wins, and I'm not bullshitting. Is set at two and a half. So Jeez, I can definitely OP. see the value at, on the under of two and a half. Jeez, OP. I'm hammering the under. Yeah, fun fact for the day. 
the UConn Huskies football team, they're in the same amount of conferences as they scored in the first game, and that number is zero. So kind of an interesting stat there. UConn, they might not score a point all season long. Embarrassment if you're a UConn fan. If you are, I'm sorry. I I really feel bad. But um, kind of on the other side of the planet, we have San Jose State and Mountain West football. I'm just excited to see Mountain West football back. You know, we didn't really get a ton of it last year. And it's just fun because these games kick off at like midnight and they end at like 4 a.m., especially if they go late. So it's always just cool to kind of, you know, check your phone. Sometimes you even wake up and you'll check your phone and like there's like fucking San Jose State versus like Boise State going. So I'm excited for that back. Um, One big thing that I did notice and, you know, maybe it's a little early to kind of say this, but UCLA, I know they played fucking Hawaii. I get it. But they they looked good. They looked really good against Hawaii. Zach Charbonnet, fellow Michigan man, he left Michigan because that's a garbage program, goes over to UCLA, and the guy runs for 106 yards on six carries. He looked great. I'm excited for him. And just a fun little fact for, you know, you degenerates out there, right now the Heisman for, uh, for Zach Car- Charbonnet, uh, Carbonet, I always fuck this guy's name up. It always reminds me of the wine. Um, it's Charbonnet, by the way. Um, his his Heisman, Heisman odds are plus 10,000. So maybe throw a dollar on this thing. You might get rich. Fun, I'm not sure yet. We're still early into it. Yeah, fun fact about him is he was a four-star. who was supposed to five-star. A lot of people had him at a five-star, but 247 Sports Composite actually had him at a four-star at 98% ready, which uh, he got snubbed of the five-star. But when he committed to Michigan, this kid was only 16, so that's a fun fact about him. And he's a Cali kid. He's from Cali. He went to Oaks Christian out in Westlake Village. So I'm sure he's happy to uh, ball out for his hometown team. And, man, I just think you're a real degenerate if you're looking up this guy's Heisman on. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I mean, you kind of backed it up there. He really should have been a five-star recruit. Gets away from a trash program like Michigan, and he goes to UCLA. And I know UCLA is not great, but at least they have the name to it. You know, if you're – Let's say he is one of the five Heisman finalists, and they see UCLA, UCLA on the board. They might get some extra votes to this guy. So again, at plus ten thousand, I would throw a little something on it. I mean, would you be afraid of you know putting a couple bucks on it? Honestly, yeah, because you're just pissing away, man. It's a Pac-12 <laughs> running back. Pac-12. That's what we do here, never... though. Yeah, you're right. I guess, but I just believe Pac-12 is the worst division out of the Power Five, worst conference. Yeah. Excuse me. I, would, I mean, honestly, I'd have to agree. Well, I guess kind of sticking on the topic of the Heisman, who do you got this year? It just kind of seems like a wide open race. A lot of the big names are really not that big names at all. I know me and you are on the same page as Spencer Rattler. Kind of oh, there, but kind of take me into what your Heisman thoughts are this year. Yeah, man. No one is wrong this year as long as you bet against Spencer Rattler. This is my walk of the decade. He will not win Heisman. I can guarantee you that. I don't care who you pick as long as it's not him. Let me just break this down a little bit. So, comparative, last year, he had 3,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Now, he's the favorite to win Heisman. Let me put that in perspective with another Oklahoma University quarterback who did win the Heisman. The year before Baker Mayfield won Heisman, he had 4,000 yards, a whole 1,000 more greater yards. He had 40 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. And he had four more percent of a better completion pass rate. So I just don't see a guy like Spencer Rattler making that jump, especially with the Big 12. 
with uh, what they do have. I know everyone clowns, you know, Big 12 doesn't play defense. It doesn't play defense. But I think Oklahoma and Texas are going to show out until they leave the SEC. I think they're going to make a mark, prove that their defense could step up. I don't see this guy winning Heisman. I don't even understand how he's a favorite. I got. I understand that he has an NFL body and he has those quarterback mechanics that could take him to the next level. But he's not it, and the Big 12 is not a serious uh, co- conference, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think you're exactly right. And this is a classic example, and I know you kn- you know the name Tate Martell, and it, it kind of this guy kind of reminds me of this. And obviously, as, as some of the Oklahoma fans or some of the Netflix watchers know, this guy he was a Netflix star before anything else. He was on Beyond the Lights. He was in, I believe, season two or three. And he was on the show, looked like dog shit on the show, if you ask me anyways. And this is kind of one of those fame before talent things, because, again, he's already got the name. He's got like 100K followers on Instagram. He's just got the name. I watched this guy play all last year. Unless he makes like some serious strides this year, I just don't see this guy even in the running for Heisman. So that's my take on it. I really don't think he's got the skill. I think it's all about the, you know, the bright lights of Hollywood instead of the actual talent there. But one guy that I'm really curious to know what you what you if you what you think is it's your guy Bo Nix. You hammered this guy last year. It felt like every single week, you know, the odds were fluctuating on his Heisman odds, and you were just hammering it every single week. Right now, we open up at plus five thousand for Bo Nix. Are you hammering this? No, and let me give you one reason why he was the very first athlete across all sports to sign an NIL deal. The second the clock struck midnight, it became legal. He signed with Milo's T. I think he's all about the bread right now. I think he's too worried about the money. NIL has that effect on some guys. If you're the very first athlete in all college to sign an NIL deal, you clearly have money issues. You clearly don't give a fuck about football. It would be one thing, man, you know, if he just signed a deal, kept it low key. He's loud and proud in your face. I got this NIL deal. Milo's T is the official drink of Bo Nix. I am selling all my Bo Nix stocks. I'm buying C.J. Shroud out of Ohio State. He's currently at plus 1,600. I like him. I think it's a weak big 10 year. I could see Ohio State going undefeated. I could see this guy putting that team on his shoulders, really making a name for himself and winning the Heisman. Yeah, I agree. And I, you heard? did you hear about the, the Alabama quarterback, uh, Bryce Young? Yep. Yeah, so he's already, again, hasn't even taken a snap yet for Alabama. He's already racked up over a million dollars in NIL and, deals. So. And he's the second favorite to win the Heisman at plus yeah. 1,100. I think you're right. I think you stay away from these guys. They got money on their mind. They're already kind of cashed out, if you will. I mean, again, you got a guy just fresh. He, he was just at prom last weekend, and now he's fucking got a million dollars in the bank trying to win the Heisman. I don't think so. Uh, I would stay away from that. The one guy that I do like is that guy out of Clemson, the quarterback, I know I'm going to butcher his last name. You know, the DJ, DJ Yuga, 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 whatever his name is. <laughs> Yuga, um, Yuga, Yuga, Lele. Okay. Anyways, you know, we saw him play against Notre Dame. The guy put up like 175 points against Notre Dame. They ended up losing that game. That wasn't on him. They went to like double overtime. The defense shit the bet there. But I like him. I like him. You know, he's got a great program around him. He's got a good coach. He's already played. I like this guy at high plus 650 right now. Um, that's my bet. I mean, is there anyone else that sticks out to you as far as, as the Heisman race goes? No, I would just stay away from the top two favorites. I mean, look at Bryce Young. He hasn't taken a snap. He's the second favorite. That's just ridiculous. I can't see a Bama quarterback going two in a row. And I do know that 
you wanted to talk about the top 25, but let me ask you a question real quick. Do you think any of these college athletes that get recruited to a state that does have income tax, do you think any of them are going to have tax issues because, you know, they're young, immature, they don't know how to manage money. Now, you know, you're just giving an 18, 19-year-old kid millions of dollars. Did you see this going wrong? Yeah, and this is kind of an interesting situation here because we see this a lot, even just within the NFL. You know, we got a lot of these guys that maybe they played two, three years in college, and they weren't exactly majoring in finance, but they had a lot of skill. And, you know, they'd go into the NFL, they'd get their fat signing bonus, and, you know, maybe they'd play two, three, four good years, whatever it may be. And, you know, they, they realistically have like 15, 16, 17 million dollars in the bank, and they just completely botch it, whether it be taxes whether it being, you know, buying a brand new house, you know, all the cars and stuff like that. So I don't think this is really any different than that. You know, you're going to see your smart guys, you know, they know what they're doing. They have, they obviously have a team, um, you know, of, you know, agents and stuff that are going to tell them exactly what to do, where to put their money, stuff like that. So the smart guys, they're going to keep doing their thing, but you know, you're going to maybe run into some issues with some of these guys that just aren't really familiar with this kind of stuff. Maybe they never grew up with money, whatever it is. You know, I, I think that could run into an issue and I don't know, maybe you they could be broke again by the, time, by the time they even get into the NFL. So that's a great question. I mean, what do you think? I think if they need a good agent to handle their money, they can reach out to us at Bad Beats Podcast on Twitter. We will gladly manage your money for you. But uh, besides no, that, I like man, that. I like that. And I, I just a, a quick little backstory, too. You know, me and you, we were early investors into Doge. We knew it was shit. We sold it. We're big investors in Ethereum. So just so you guys know, just so you guys know, this ain't this ain't a joke around here. So <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. What is a joke, man? LSU being ranked at number 16. How the hell did that happen? Yeah, th- so this one actually really stuck out to me for one main reason, and it's because I don't know whether this is too high or too low. Maybe this is perfect. But we have to remember last year, realistically, their whole entire team had COVID. Season got off to an abysmal start. But it's LSU. It's LSU. They realistically could be in the top 10. But if you look at them last year, you would figure this team isn't going to be ranked all year. I mean, what's your take on LSU? I think they're ranked too low. I I think they got snubbed. Obviously, you have Max Johnson at quarterback, uh, assuming he's going to be the starter. But you got a lot of returners. You got guys like Derek Singletary Jr., who he's, I think, the most elite cornerback in college football. I just think they're ranked too low. They're going to be proven themselves all year. SEC, I know people either love them or hate them. I know we're split when it comes down to them, but I just think with the SEC, man, you got to give a team like LSU in the top 10. There's a lot of bum-ass schools in the top 10. Yeah, I, I mean, ranked looking number at 10. the top 10. Yeah, I was just going to say, looking at the top 10, we have UNC at 10, which they – there's just – I'm sorry, this may come back to bite me in the ass. But I promise you, this team will not be ranked. If they are going to be ranked, it's going to be bottom five, like 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. But another team, too, that sticks out to me, and I know they had a really good season last year, but Iowa State at seven in front of Notre Dame, in front of Wisconsin, in front of Florida, that just doesn't – I don't know, that doesn't sit right with me. And so to kind of see this all, I guess, hit the board early, again, they haven't even played a game yet. Last year was so funky. I just think putting these guys up front – Kind of a kind of a risky move. And another one, too, if we look back at kind of the bottom here, we see Coastal Carolina. Again, great season last season. But also, too, Louisiana Lafayette at 23. I just I, – I don't get it. Is there something I'm not seeing here? Man, Louisiana Lafayette plays in the Sun Belt. 
conference. They shouldn't be ranked just based off their conference. Coastal Carolina is your only person on their schedule. I don't even think this has a good team. Last year, they had a couple losses. This is not a team that says, hey, we're a top 25 team in the country. And as far as the Iowa State fiasco goes, the sole reason they're ranked number seven is because of Brock Purdy. A lot of people believe he's a very serious Heisman contender this year. A lot of NFL scouts are pissed because they wanted him last year. But here he is now at college. He's returned. I think he's going to make a lot of noise. The Big 12 is not that serious this year. I can see Iowa State only losing to Oklahoma. I expect Iowa State to beat Texas this year. I was just going to ask you, what about Texas? Are you horns up or horns down? Horns down. Texas has always been and always will be the most overrated school in college. I know a lot of people are going to cry hearing that. But when's the last time Texas made serious noise? That's when they had Vince Young over a decade ago. Well, they thought they were going to make some serious noise with Ellinger, but geez, OP, dude, he was trash to say the least. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to, again, the, the, the two Sunbelt teams at 22 and 23, I don't understand how we see a team like Oklahoma State not ranked, but we see these two Sunbelt junkies somehow sneak into the, into the top 25. It just doesn't make sense to me, but I get it. You know, it, it's, we're still early into this and maybe me and you are wrong. It's, it, you know, we've never been wrong before. So I doubt it, but we, you know we could be wrong on this. Another team that I thought got super snubbed was Northwestern, and when I say Northwestern, you know the name doesn't really pop. Everyone's like, you know, Northwestern, what? You know that they're not really that good. Well, a lot of people forget they played Oakland or they played Ohio State in the Big Ten championship last year, and they gave them a run. They were down by a touchdown at halftime, and they kept that game within two touchdowns. And obviously, again, Ohio State went on to play for the national championship, but they ran into Alabama. But I just – I don't know. I like Northwestern to kind of make some noise this season. I know they lost a lot of their starters. I believe they're only returning eight of their starters, something outrageous like that. But, again, you know, it's, it's all in the coaching staff. It's all in how you recruit. And I think Northwestern's done a really good job of that. Um, is, is there anyone else that, that really jumps out to you as maybe overrated, underrated? No, but I also think we shouldn't take it too serious because until we get over with week one, we – you know, everyone – knows the same thing, which is nothing. This is all speculation. After week one, I'll have some serious issues with the top 25. But until that happens, I just want to know what your favorite matchup was for week one. We got a lot of marquee matchups. Yeah, so we definitely have some marquee matchups. I'm really excited for week one. I mean, it really kicks off, I believe it's on Wednesday. I know that's uh, Jacksonville State and whoever plays on that one. I got to look. Oh, I think it's UAB. But uh, we got some games Thursday. We got some games Friday. The big slate, obviously, is Saturday. We got games galore. Some of the big ones that stand out to me, obviously the biggest, I got to take the low-hanging fruit here with Clemson and Georgia. I mean, what, who do you think is going to take the, take this one? I, I got a hot take. I got Georgia actually winning it. I think Dabo Sweeney starts off the season with a loss. I don't believe in this U, uh, DJ Ugalele guy. I think the pressure is too much. Something with Clemson and them just loving these Hawaii guys – when it comes to their roster, is just weird to me. I don't know if Dabo's been banging hookers out there or what, but I th- I think Georgia wins this, man. I think Georgia starts out hot, and then they roll all season until it's time to play Bama. But I just don't think Clemson is going to keep up to the hype this year. I have Clemson losing two games this year. Oh, okay. So that will be the first time that they lose two games in quite some time. Um, what, what's another game that you like this week? I really love the UNC Virginia Tech one because I believe that UNC is the most 
overrated team in the country right now. And Virginia Tech's not ranked. They had a pretty solid season last year. That game is in Virginia. I want to see Virginia Tech stomp the fuck out of North Carolina and just make everyone shut up. I don't even have beef with UNC. I just have beef with them being overrated. Yeah, it seems like every single year they're overrated. And they, they play teams like Syracuse. They beat by like 11 points every year. And, and that guy, Sam Howell, needs to leave college. Sam Howell's been in college for, it seems like, 28 years. Yeah, and don't He's even get me started. They're, talk, they're talking first overall pick. I, Dude, I've never seen anyone that's more overhyped than Sam Howell. And this is this is bad news for, for me because I'm a Lions fan, and I'm guaranteeing right now on the podcast, this is a lock. If you guys want to go for it, you can put your money on this. But the Detroit Lions will have the worst record in all of football for 20. 2022 so they're going to get the first pick and knowing my lions who the who the fuck do you think they're going to draft they're taking sam howell this guy's going to play maybe a season maybe two if he's lucky and then get shipped out to like some some japanese league or something so i hate this guy he's got bad news it's got bad juju written all over it but I, getting back, uh, yeah, i want to say it. right now that the most overrated game and you might hate me for saying this is going to be bama versus miami and i understand miami is ranked number 14 I can see it right now. Nick Saban's Bama team is going to have a 21-point blowout. Might be 28 points. It's going to be a blowout, man. And the game is in Atlanta, neutral site for both. But I just cannot see Miami keeping up. It seems like every year coming into the season, Miami is ranked top 15. It's Everyone's so hyped on Miami. Then they go 0-2 to start the season every year. And they usually do. And I, I, I'm usually with you on this. Uh, the the one thing that I think could be the X factor is obviously, you know, they have De'Aaron King, which I think he's going to put up some numbers here and up actually what that line is. Because I think, again, I, I just Alabama is a too, too, just way too damn good of a football team. And I think they're probably going to run away with it in this. And I think you're probably pretty close on, you know, the 21 point blowout here. Let me just pull up this line. Um, but yeah, again, I, I think Alabama is going to steamroll teams all year. So, yeah, it looks like Crimson Tide, they're favored by 18 and a half. So you're taking, you're taking the, uh, the Crimson Tide with the points there? Yeah, I'm hammer. I'm going to put a mortgage payment down on it. Awesome. Well, I, I have a mortgage payment lock of the week for all you guys if you just stay tuned for a minute. But before that, I wanted to kind of give you guys maybe a sleeper, a sleeper game this week, and that's going to be Fresno State versus Oregon. And off the top, it doesn't look like much. But when we really look into this one, we look at a Fresno t- State team that just beat the living shit out of their last opponent. And not only that, they've, they've already played a game. They're loose. They're feeling good. Oregon hasn't played very well in the last year or two. They haven't played a game this season. So I, I like Fresno State to maybe make some noise in this game. It could be a close game. So, and again, I know Fresno State, they played fucking Connecticut. But we have to realize <laughs> scoring 45 points, your offense is feeling good. You're feeling good heading into a big game. I, I, I don't know. I like Fresno State to possibly make some noise here. I love Ronnie Rivers, the running back out of Fresno State. Now, he's only 5'9", Darren Sproles type beat, but this guy is projected to be a second or third rounder. He has insane lightning agility. The only reason he got stuck with Fresno State, from my understanding, was academic issues. He didn't have the best grades in high school, and he didn't really turn around until senior year. But this is a guy, Ronnie Rivers is a guy who really could have went to a better college if he had his academic straight in high school. He's only 5'9", but he's still projected to be in the third or fourth round. I do like Fresno State, and they already have a win under their belt. But I need to ask you what you think, because you're the Big Ten guy, about Penn State versus Wisconsin. 
Yeah, this is this is the the Big Ten game of the week for me. So personally, I I kind of have mixed emotions on this one, mainly because you know when we see Penn State, we see last year they they struggled a little bit. They lost their quarterback, and they I, I don't know what bowl game they played in. It was some dog shit bowl. And I, I you know when we look at Wisconsin too, you know they they lost Jonathan Taylor last year. Clearly missed him. And I, I'm really torn on this game. And again, I don't know the line here. I really should have been more prepared looking at this. I haven't dove into it quite yet. Let me pull this up real fast. While you're um, looking that yeah. up, I just want to remind everyone that Penn State is home of child predators. And I know we got a couple of you guys out there in College Station <laughs> listening. We don't want you listening. Please stop. If you support any of that that goes on at Penn State, you can uh, leave right now. Fuck Penn yeah. State. For real. I, I'm going to have to agree with that. But, yeah, so I just pulled up the line here. And so we got Penn State. They're going to be five-and-a-half-point dogs here heading into Wisconsin. And, again, just kind of looking at some of their games last year. And, again, I know it's last year, a crazy year. I don't like to kind of pull from that. A lot of these teams are bringing some of their starters back, especially, especially on the, the offensive and defensive line. But, you know, we see a team like Wisconsin, they drop the game to Iowa, they drop the game to Indiana, they drop the game to Northwestern, they barely beat Minnesota in overtime, and obviously they won their bowl game uh, against Wake Forest, but that's not saying much. I, I just I don't have a pick on this one. I mean, what do you think? I'm going to stay away from this. Gun my head, I'd go Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin would be very good this year. The problem with Wisconsin is they got to play Notre Dame week three, and that kind of scares me as far as scheduling goes and rankings, but I really like Wisconsin this year. I'm very high on them. I think Paul Christ has a very good team. He knows what he's doing this year. I wouldn't be surprised if the Badgers had a one-loss season. Wow, okay. We're going to lock that in. One-loss season, and maybe it'll be to Penn State. Because, again, Penn State, they're sitting at number 19 right now, heading into Wisconsin at, you know, Wisconsin's number 12. And so I wanted to get to one of my other favorite games. And the reason why this game is so good is because it's, it's just quite literally the lock of the decade. I mean, this is the definition of put your mortgage on this one, go into your bank, tell them, hey, I need to take out a loan for whatever you guys can give me. I need to pull my savings out and put it all on this pick. And it is Michigan versus Western Michigan. We have two underperforming teams in the last couple of years. And we have an over-under set at 67 and a half, 67 and a half points. So, again, I am slamming this under. I'm all over it. This is going to make me a rich, rich, rich man. And, again, next time you guys hear from us, we're going to be talking about the NFL preview. And I, I don't know if I'm going to show up because I might just retire because this is going to make me a wealthy man. What do you, th- what do you think about this one, Spaz? I love that completely. I'm all in with that. And I'm going to tailgate you as far as uh, that pick. What do you think about the college football playoff? Yeah, so the college football playoff, it's honestly, it's kind of annoying now, as we know about the NBA. I hate the NBA for one reason, and it's, you know, the same teams, the same players every single year making it to the, you know, making it to the, the finals. And it's kind of becoming the same thing now with college football. You know, if you really had to ask me who's going to make it, of course, we're going to say, who do you think? Bama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, maybe Oklahoma, if you're feeling risky. And when we pull up the odds, who do you think leads it? Alabama to win is to win it all. Alabama at plus 260, um, you know, Clemson plus 450, Georgia plus 600, Oklahoma plus 600. So probably going to be another boring year, but I do have a potential sleeper for those who like to gamble, which I know all of you guys do. And I'm looking at a young team with a new coach, and that's going to be the Rice Owls sitting here. Maybe they sneak into the college football playoff. 
Again, I'm not locking this in. I'm just saying if you guys like money, Rice Owls are sitting right now at plus 500,000 odds. So, again, maybe throw throw a dollar on it. I don't know. But that, that's my take. It's probably going to be chalk. But if it's not chalk, I would have to go with Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Rice. What about you? Yeah, I got uh, no Clemson in it this year. Like I said, I think they go two losses. I do believe they are underrated team. Excuse me, overrated team. I also have Bama, Ohio State. Now, my two that you do not have is I have Georgia. I think it's another two-bid year for the SEC. I could definitely see them making noise. I think this Georgia team is a one-loss team. And I have Oklahoma at the four spot. I know the Big 12 is a arguably a dog shit conference. And I've made the point on today's show. However, I think Oklahoma is going to come out of there undefeated this year. They should have no problems. Even if Spencer Rattler is, you know, the guy who we are making him out to be, which is a dog shit D3 quarterback, Oklahoma defense is for real this year. Everyone says, oh, Big 12 doesn't play defense. I can promise you right now, Oklahoma will have two DBs go in the first round of the NFL draft this year. That is a lock. All right. All right. I love it. Let me ask you this, because I know you're big, 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 big SEC guy. Is there any possibility we can get a four-bid SEC college football playoff? I know oh, the committee's shit. not going to love it, but, I mean, hear me out. You know, you have Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M, LSU, Florida. I mean, there's a lot of teams that could sneak in here and possibly get, a you know, at least a three-bid. I mean, do you think this is even possible, or do you think the committee's just going to have nothing to do with this? Nothing to do with this until the playoffs expands. You know, when it comes to 16 teams, I think it's going to end up being, you know, seven SEC teams because they're going <laughs> to make an argument. But if somehow the schedule aligned where each guy had one loss and there's yeah. one two loss, I think the committee would try three teams, man. You know, they <laughs> love the SEC, but I know everyone else hates that talk. You either love or hate the SEC, and that's what I love about college football. Yeah, there's no question about it. Well, that's, I guess, really all we got today for the college football breakdown. The one thing that I did want to ask you is, who's your LaFleur of the week? We got to bring it back. For those of you who don't know, maybe you're a new listener, maybe you're an old listener, and you just don't know what the fuck we're talking about. The LaFleur of the week goes back to all the way last year, the NFC Championship, when LaFleur decided to kick a field goal instead of going for it to win the NFC Championship. And he's pretty much a jackass for that. So instead of jackass of the week, we have LaFleur of the week. And who's yours for this week? My LaFleur of the week is us. And I'm sorry to call you out. I oh, call shit. myself out as well, man. We've been for three months, you know, we've been MIA. And the only reason was no football. Like, no one wants to sit here and listen to baseball. I don't blame you. I'd rather have a gun in my mouth than listen to baseball. <laughs> and I just got to call us out. I think we got to do better. I know we've had so many of you guys in our DMs reach out to us. Where's the show? Where's the show? We got two guys from Guam who went out. There, we have a picture on our Twitter from months back. They went out to the Guam Capitol building and held up a sign saying, we need the Bad Beats podcast. <laughs> so here we are. Shout out I Keenan. I did see Blas. that. Yeah, shout out Keenan for that from Guam. You're the reason why we're back and we're doing what we love. And so my LaFleur of the week, you know, I was thinking about this. You know, I wanted to make it Tyron Woodley just because I, I just feel like that's kind of the low-hanging fruit here, though. I'm going to go with anybody on the face of the earth that puts a single dollar on Spencer Rattler to win the Heisman. That is my LaFleur of the week because they're going to be out there. I know you guys are out there. Maybe you're in Oklahoma. Maybe you're not in Oklahoma and you're just a big Spencer Rattler guy, maybe a big Netflix guy. I'm not sure. 
But that's my LaFleur of the week. If you put a single dime on that guy's name, you are the LaFleur of the week. And I'm going to tag Spencer Rattler in this when we drop this podcast because I want him to see this, maybe get a retweet, maybe get some extra clout, whatever it may be. But, yeah, I, I hate this guy. I don't blame you at all, man. I think Spencer Rattler is the same type of guy who goes to the Little League World Series by himself, 33 years old, with a glove, and tries to catch <laughs> these 10-year-old dingers. Yeah, like pushing kids out of the way and stuff. Honestly, I'm surprised we haven't seen Zach Hample out there. Man, that guy is <laughs> the definition of degenerate. <laughs> if Spencer Rattler was a fan, it'd be Zach Hample. But that's all we got for you guys today. Again, really glad to be back. Super excited we got football season. Our next episode is going to be dropping soon. It's going to be the NFL preview, and possibly we'll even have a week one breakdown of the college football season. But if you haven't already, give us a follow here at Bad Beats Podcast and then our main account, too, at Lock in Bets. You know, we're always pushing fun content out there. We're going to start getting back into free picks of the week, free picks of the day, stuff like that. And if you haven't already, check out our website, LockedInBets.com. We're making people money on a consistent basis. And just if you, if you want to make money, if you love football, if you love sports and you want to make money, jump on. So, again, super excited to be back, guys. Can't wait to can't wait to jump into it next week. But other than that, that's all I got, guys. Peace out. Peace out.